Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to the Latin Wealth Podcast. Super excited about today's conversation. And you guys already know we got another guest on today's episode. But before we introduce our guest today, do us a huge favor and share this podcast episode with two or three Latinos that needs to hear the Latin Wealth Podcast and that needs to hear this information and this conversation today. It's going to be a great, fruitful conversation about business, entrepreneurship, life, and whatnot. And you guys definitely want to check this episode out and just share this episode with somebody. Go ahead and hit those three dots uh, in the corner, you know, text it to somebody, share it in a group message, Facebook, whatever platform you use, go ahead and share this episode with a couple other people out there. And with that being said, we're going to introduce our guest for today. He is a Latino serial entrepreneur, motivational speaker, um, owner of multiple different businesses. He's also a business coach, and he is the founder of Scalp Solution, a renowned non-surgical hair loss studio. And it's pr- pr- pretty much what he's most well-known for on social media. Welcome to the podcast, David Santiago. How you doing, brother? How you doing? What's going on, Chris? Thank you so much, first and foremost, for sharing the platform with mm-hmm. me. This is something that is an absolute necessity for our community and our culture. And I appreciate, you know, what you're doing and the message that you're pushing forward. And, you know, thank you for sharing that platform with me. A hundred percent. Much love. And it's funny, before we get into your story, uh, we were talking before we hit record about, you know, living in America and just taking things for granted and always wanting more. And man, what, what I wanted to ask you before we hit record is like, how do you deal with that? You know, with you having multiple businesses and we'll get into all that. How do you deal with like, yo, I- I'm good with what I have or how do I continue to grow and push? Like, wh- where's that balance at for you, especially as you know, you got a family and whatnot? Uh, where, where's that balance for you? So I I went through an experience that I, I was fortunate enough to go through what some people might think it was not as fortunate. And I, I'm a veteran. I'm a Marine veteran, mm-hmm. combat twice. And once you get separated from what we have available to us here, the resources here, and you get mm-hmm. from all that, and now you're in a third world country and you don't have any of that. And now you come back home, you learn to take those things that you used to take for granted and now you just like, listen, I have all these resources here in front of me. I need to take advantage of it. So having experienced that now, you know, having all that in front of me is just like, man, I got I got to capitalize off all of this, all the opportunities that I have. There's absolutely no excuses. A hundred percent. And that's fun. That's crazy because, look, that's that's the main reason why when immigrants come to America, when people born in different countries they come into america they they probably have the same exact mentality like yo i don't have none of these resources or i can't do this or i can't speak about this in my country i gotta give it all while i'm here right so yeah yeah. sure 
and you have i'm pretty sure you've come across friends that have mm. that have migrated here to this country and and they're incredibly successful and incredibly they look at us and they go man you guys are born to this and you didn't <laughs> capitalize off of this like what are you doing wrong so like mm. it was a good experience to be stripped from that to then come back to it and it happened at a very uh, early age i was 21 years old so i was like okay i i, I it was that was my life lesson i mean there were several for going yeah. overseas and being in combat at, at war but that was one of the main ones for me i love that so let's talk about it man let's talk about your background and your upbringing right I, uh if i'm not mistaken you're from the bronx right i am originally from the south bronx yes sir oh yeah yeah let's talk about it let's talk about it so i am originally from the south bronx i was born and raised on 156th street i am a product of jackson projects um something i am i'm very proud proud of something that definitely built me and prepared me for you know life whether it mm -hmm. just was as as an entrepreneur just in general just growing up in that culture to a single mother um mm -hmm. Eva Lee, you know shout out to her for for you know taking on that daunting task of being the uh, you know single mom raising a knucklehead kid in the uh, mm -hmm. South Bronx trying to keep me straight in the line um I went to Cardinal Hayes High School after high school I went to Pace University I did a year in Pace University and I just felt like I needed to be removed from the environment because I didn't feel like I was going down the right path. I was mm -hmm. hanging. I don't, I don't like saying that I was hanging out with the wrong people because some of those people are, are still my friends. But at the time mm -hmm. we were we were moving towards anything positive. So I was like, I, I need to I need to remove myself from the environment. I need to be uh, not only challenged, but I needed some discipline in my life. So I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. And I was in the Marine Corps for 14 years. And then, um, you know, I came back out uh, throughout my career mm -hmm. in the Marine Corps. I was also a licensed barber. Like that was my first hustle. By trade, I'm, I, I'm a barber. And that's how I eventually started gravitating into the, the, the hair loss industry. But um, mm -hmm. I, was a, I was a barber, came out, you know, did my time, did my, did my time in the service, uh, was retired from there, came back out and I started pursuing my entrepreneurial dreams because I was like, it, it's about that time. You know, I put mm -hmm. the fear to the side and invested in myself. And that's when I started my very first uh, business, which was Scalp Solutions, which that just mm -hmm. opened me up into the entrepreneurial world and, you know, understanding business finances. And then that led me to going down all the other avenues, you know, the other businesses that I, that mm -hmm. I now have. A hundred percent. And you mentioned something, you said fear, putting that fear to the side. Talk to us about that. What type of fear did you have and how were you able to push that to the side? I mean, fear is if, if you look at, I don't know what are the exact statistics, but they say it's like about 98% of people that want to pursue, uh, you know, entrepreneurialism don't do it because of fear. And I spent a big chunk of my life. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm 41 years old now. I was 35 years old when I decided like, you know what, I got to take these dreams that I have in my head and I got to put them, like I got to start taking action and I wasn't taking action because of the fear because everyone is scared of failure. And then once you start taking that journey, you start realizing that it's not really a failure. It's a, it's a lesson and it's a, a lesson that you need in order to better yourself as uh as a professional as an entrepreneur so like yeah man i i had to uh i had to come to terms with like listen if if i keep being scared to pursue these dreams you know i'm just gonna live my life as what if and i never wanted mm -hmm. to do that hence why 
I joined the Marine Corps because I was always like, I don't want to grow up and be like, you know, you have so many friends like, yeah, I wanted to join the Marines, but I never did. And I was like, you know, I don't want to do that. So I try to take that same ideology and apply that to just like the remainder of my life was like, I need to put the fear to the side. Let me go for it. I don't want to live that life of what if. Mm, I love that. So you're cutting hair. You probably got clients. Are, are you at a shop or do you have your own shop? Where are you cutting hair at? So, I mean, I was cutting hair. I was cutting hair on ships. I was cutting hair <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I was cutting hair everywhere. While I was in the Marine Corps, I was cutting hair out of my barracks. Like the hair was like my very first hustle. I was, I've been cutting hair since I was 13 years old. I was working in a barbershop at 15 and then started working at, uh, at a barbershop where I had a okay. car. And then I eventually gravitated out of that and just started doing my own thing, um, cutting hair. And then I got introduced to uh, men's hair systems, which is a wig. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I know. Talk about it. I'm like, I'm, the reason why I brought that up, because I'm like, you cutting hair, right? Everybody, you know, uh, like all men typically growing up, you don't hear about guys getting into scalp solution or wigs and units and stuff like that. So what was that thing that sparked your interest? Like you, you sitting there cutting hair and you heard something, are you researching and you come across this, this new maybe industry and something that's not spoken about? Like what made you jump into that side of it? So it was a combination as a barber. I started picking up a lot of momentum because I started practicing with all these different enhancements because I would get a lot mm -hmm. of clients, right? You come in and they want a fresh hairline, but yeah. now they're, hairlines receding a little bit so they're like yo dave is there anything that you could do so you know i'm cutting hair and i know we got hair fibers there's different sprays dyes so you know i start coming up with these little concoctions and i start i'm, I'm able to now like replicate a hairline it's mm -hmm. not a real hairline but it right, looks right, right. like two or three days right and that's what got you know that was i, I without even wanting to like that's that's what got me mm. going into the, the hair loss industry because now I started getting more clients that just wanted to do enhancements and, and hairlines more so than worrying about getting, you know, your traditional haircut, traditional fade. So once I started seeing that I had so many clients that they were, you know, experiencing hair loss, it led to other guys coming like, hey, Dave, you know, I'm experiencing hair loss in my crown. Is there anything you could do for me? X, Y, Z. So then I just started exploring, um, you know, research and see what was available. And I came across the cranial prosthesis, which is the the the, the medical term for it, but mm -hmm. it essentially is is wigs. So I was like, you know what? Let me learn this because you know there's a lot of guys out there that could benefit from this. And I was also looking at the numbers, and I was like, wow, I could make anywhere from eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars for installing, you know, a, mm. a wig and making this thing look official. So per like per session, it's only one session that you come in and you charge that much. So, yeah, so the way it works is you 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 order the the hair, right? The system, mm -hmm. the, the wig, and to install that, you're looking at, depending on the, the quality of the hair, anywhere from 800 to 1200 bucks. And then mm -hmm. that wig, if the client maintains it correctly, you know, washes it correctly and does his maintenance every two weeks, they have to come in to see me so that I could remove it, clean the mm -hmm. adhesive and cut their hair again, which that'll be like about $175. So they mm -hmm. won't pay the 800 to 1200 bucks every single time. That's right. anywhere every two to three months, depending on how they, uh, they maintain the, uh, the, the hair system. So that was my introduction there to, to the hair loss world. 
And then I also started experiencing hair loss. So now I was like, okay, I got to do something about this too. So I tried the hair systems. It wasn't comfortable for me because it didn't fit my, you know, my, my lifestyle, you know, and mm-hmm. you have to maintain a certain lifestyle. And I was like, you know, you can't be sweating because if you sweat, you know, that, that thing could just peel off. You It could be, yeah. it could be an embarrassing, uh, right, right. embarrassing moment. So I started looking for other solutions for myself. Aside from a hair transplant, I came across scalp micropigmentation. And um, when I found out about it and I did my research, I knew that it was a game changer. And at the time, it wasn't picking up the momentum that it has now. So I wanted to learn it off the top. But I was like, I, I need this done. So after I got the procedure done on myself and I saw how it made me feel, I knew I was like, oh, hold on a second. Like if this is how I feel and I feel like my confidence just came back and I didn't feel like I was a man that was lacking, you know, that that mm-hmm. confidence. But I felt like I was just supercharged. I was like, I got to learn this and I got to be able to, you know, offer this service to, to other men because I could only imagine how many other men are out there that feel like me mm-hmm. or worse and, you know, just want their hairline back. A hundred percent. And, you know, what stood out to me, you know, from from that story and that situation is I love that you kept your options open. Right. You were very fluid and you're willing to learn and whatnot. And a lot of people, when they're in a business, they're just so hell bent on just doing this one thing and their opportunities are passing them by. But you had that mindset, which is very important to look around. You see, like, what how else can I improve the, the service for my my client? Like and that just led you down to a, a rabbit hole of discovering a new industry. So I love the fact that you just kept it open minded. Um, you're willing to adjust, pivot, which is very important in business. And again, a lot of us, you know, we're just we're hammering at the, the same business, the same idea for years and years when we could have been pivoting a long time ago. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was definitely something like you said, you know, I went I ended up going down a rabbit hole and it wasn't intentional. Like I just legitimate was looking for better solutions until I ended up finding something. And when I, and obviously having some passion for it. And then when I saw mm-hmm. the demand, right. Cause now you start looking up statistics and I saw that there was a, a demand for it. I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to this. Even though I had a whole bunch of other ideas that was still mm-hmm. fermenting. I was like, I'm going to stick with this. I want to really see what I could do with this. And then if I could really, if I could make this hair loss thing seem cool and create a nice mm-hmm. little buzz, especially on social media, then I just felt like I could go into any industry. Cause if I could, mm-hmm. if I could make it happen in the hair loss industry, I'm right, gonna right. happen in, in any industry. Yeah. So you jump into the industry. Uh, what's like the first step for you? What's like the startup cost? Like what, is there any equipment that you need to get and um, talk to us like even, I'm sure you had formal clients that you're like, hey, this is a new procedure or product that I have. Would you be open to trying it? You know, how were people receptive of that? So in the beginning, uh, it, it was a three day class, right, where you receive your fundamentals training. You learn, uh, you know, the anatomy of the skin, the the scalp. You learn the technique. Um, on the third day, you get a model where you actually, you know, implement the technique mm-hmm. on which that's kind of is nerve wracking. Just think about it. You're like, man, I'm sure. about because essentially this is a cosmetic tattoo so if Mm. you don't apply yourself you can destroy this person Mm -hmm. we already got someone that's already experiencing some sort of complex because of hair loss now you're going to put something on 
this goblin mm-hmm. that, yeah. that looks like a straight up tattoo. You're going to ruin them. So it was a three day course. I got my basic. Um, and then after that, you know, I already had like clientele and everything from the barbering. So what I did was um, that for me at the time was a $5,000 investment, which mm-hmm. was my basic, my basic uh, fundamentals training, mm-hmm. $5,000 investment. Um, and then I found me a nice little uh, 71 square foot room that I was renting mm-hmm. for $350, okay. uh, got me a nice little chair and everything to set myself up. And what I did was to get the momentum going, because I knew it was a service that was still new and no one was just going to go, yeah, sure, man, put a, yeah, yeah. Put a hairline tattoo on me. <laughs> I was like, you know, I can't charge it because the going rates, you know, it could go anywhere from 2500 3500 4500 mm-hmm. bucks. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this is still new. Not a lot of people aware about it. I got to create some awareness. So what I did was I offered the service for 10 people for free in exchange for reviews, photos, reviews yeah. and, um, and a testimony. Wow. And brother, when I made that announcement within like four hours, mm-hmm. I had like 20 people that were like, what I'm in Dave, I, if this is going to, you know, if it's going to look like whatever the photos you just posted, I'm in. Mm-hmm. My brother, I brought those people in and I, I did, you know, I took my time. I, did, I started posting the photos. I started posting the photos up and then with word of mouth, man, it just took off. And I was just kind of like, you know, my first month, even, you know, after I did my first 10 for free, like the following 10, I charged them like 1500 bucks. I was like, let me see if somebody's going to give me 1500 bucks for this. Mm-hmm. And they did. And I was just like, yo, you know how much hair I got to cut? Yeah. To- 1500 bucks so that, that heads. i knew like that momentum right there i was like okay now i got to keep this up and how do i turn this into like a professional business and build a brand around it yeah no that's that's phenomenal because you just broke down a very simple strategy for people that are jumping into a new industry or a new business how to get clients you just literally broke it down right there you know um oftentimes if, if you were to come off the top and say, Hey, I'm charging $1,500, $2,000 for this service. I'm not sure how many people you would have got. Maybe you would have got 10, maybe you would have got 20, who knows. But oftentimes when people don't know about you, if they don't see any reviews or anything like that, they probably won't, they're not going to be as comfortable making that investment. But if you say, Hey, it's a free service, just come in. I'm trying to help you out. You know, that's the easy way to get people in the door. And then from there, you said, hey, let me see if who's willing to pay fifteen hundred. Right. And then from there, you're like, OK, people are willing to pay this. Let me see if people are willing to pay two thousand, three thousand. And that's how you raise the price to where you feel like, you know, you charge what you're worth or what your your time is worth. Right. So you just broke down a, a phenomenal way to get clients in the door and to really jumpstart your business. And you also said you had clientele so you reached you probably reached out to everybody like you said you posted it on social so you had essentially the leads already to you know reach out to yeah essentially i just leveraged everything that i already had whether it was you know clients Mm -hmm. just you know relationships that i already had and just having friends that i knew you know could benefit um from the services and then just Mm -hmm. real quick i'll just backtrack with the free right because you see how you say that's kind of like a blueprint and it depending on who you talk to it's so funny because i hear a lot of entrepreneurs sometimes especially a lot of people that i deal with or they want to come to me for for advice where when you mm-hmm. when i tell them like listen man i offered my services for free like for that's free. what jump started me and they're like 
no, nah, I can't do that. I know my worth X, Y, Z. And it's kind of like, okay, I understand, you know, your worth, but you, you haven't proven that yet to, mm-hmm. to anyone to, or, or your clients. So you got to build up a portfolio, especially if you're looking to get into an industry like this, which can be incredibly lucrative, but you have to build a portfolio first and not everybody's going to, you know, you, you have to establish that trust and people are going to want to see some before and after photos. So like for me, mm-hmm. even though it was a little challenging because you want to make money, right? You want to get your return on investment for the training and you got, you now you're paying $350 for, for an office and you're like, man, now I'm offering this for free. Like, how am I going to cover mm-hmm. my overhead? So for me, it was mm-hmm. like, it was more so like not just making that investment for the training, but I also needed to, to do those calculations and make sure that I had to, the capital for the overhead. I gave myself eight months of, you know what? I can work for free for eight months, build my portfolio because mm-hmm. I had some money stashed on the side where I could pay my rent. But putting out my services there for free definitely is what helped catapult my, my career. I love that. And then how long is each session? Like if, if a guy comes in, I know it depends on like what, what their situation going on, but like typically on average, how long do these sessions last for? So on average, for me right now, I got it down to like about an hour and a half easily. So like we have about a Norwood scale. We use it. We utilize a Norwood scale. So you got like a Norwood one goes all the way up to seven, seven to being the most severe. And I also got it. You know, I also got it Mm -hmm. done myself. Like that's not Mm -hmm. a hairline that's that this is scalp micro pigmentation too um so i got it down to like about an hour and a half two hours and this would be like a, a full head of hair but again like wow. this, is, this is what i do on, on a daily so yeah when i first started it was taking me about three or four hours which was still worth it when you're looking at what you know mm-hmm. what you're getting paid compared you know, to a barber i mean you're you're spending probably almost the same amount of time as you cutting hair to doing this treatment and you're probably making like 10 X more. So you figure per client, let's say if I had someone that came in with the most, the severe, uh, head loss, a hair loss, a Norwood seven, you're looking at, that's a $3,500 job. That'll in, it, it takes three sessions to get it done. Cause it's done in mm-hmm. stages. Right. And we can right. talk about, you know, that a little later. It, it takes three sessions, but you're looking at about six hours in, in time. And that's with mapping out the hairline and everything. So now if you took those 3,500 bucks and you divided that into those hours, that hourly rate, like you're not making that in a barbershop. That might be a daily rate, uh, you know, maybe your weekly rate at, at a barbershop as opposed to hourly. So like not even house calls, I would say. No, because you figure right now you're looking at maybe about 400, $450 an hour and i mean like let's think about other professionals that are making like my lawyer doesn't even make that so when she was mm-hmm. you know, helping me out put stuff together she was like yo bro like you so hold up <laughs> she's like hourly you're making you know like 125 dollars more than i am doing this mm-hmm. tattoo stuff so like it, it is incredibly lucrative that's crazy wow um, all right. So you start to build some momentum. You knock out the the first 10 free clients and you got people that are interested. Where do you go from there? How do you scale or like what was the next thing for you? Um, I'm pretty sure one of the things was like getting the timing right, like getting it from three hours to an hour and a half hour per session. But what was like the next thing once you started building momentum? 
So the next thing for me was, I was like, all right, this is it, man. I'm in the hair loss industry, but mm. I didn't want to just be in the hair loss industry and only know scalp micropigmentation. So what I did was I went to school and I got certified as a trichologist, which is the science of hair and scalp, because mm. I didn't just have clients coming in telling me, hey, I want to, you know, I want my hairline. Now they are asking Hey, you know, I'm experiencing some thinning. What's this? Do you know what it is? So it was kind of like, I didn't even know how to identify, you know, certain skin conditions, you know, like subverged dermatitis or, or if it was dry scalp, if it was, uh, you know, if, if it was just excess sebum X, Y, Z. So I was like, hold on a second. Cause if I'm really going to go down this road, I need to really establish myself as an authority. So I went, got the schooling. And then I just continued to work on my craft, bring down my time so that I could not pump out the, not pump out my clients, but it was like, you know, instead of doing one client a day, I'd like to be able to work on two or three, two or three and yeah. you know, not feel um, rushed. So it was just, you know, perfecting the craft um, and establishing myself as an authority while working on the brand. Like I was like, how mm -hmm. do I establish Scalp Solutions as a brand? and also working on an exit strategy, right? Because you all know, like, you don't just start a business to just start the business, make the money, and you don't set yourself up for your exit strategy. So I was also developing an exit strategy as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I developed training. Um, you know, I, I put it not as a franchising model, but more so as a licensing. And then I was like, how do I make myself more marketable so that if a company you know, if, uh, if one of these brokers decided, you know what, we want to take this right off of him. So I went down the trademark route. I learned, mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I learned about that. Cause I was like, scalp solutions is such a broad name mm -hmm. and it captures so much within the hair loss industry. And when I saw that it wasn't trademark, I was like, this is crazy. So yeah. I went, I trademarked it. And then I was like, how am I going to make myself more, you know, uh, how, how do I put more value into the, to the business? So then we also started the product line as well, because now mm -hmm. I'm doing hair loss. So it only makes sense to provide a shampoo and a conditioner and a hair growth oil under the scalp solutions umbrella so that it was more appealing if, and when a broker came and said, Hey, you know, we want to, we want to purchase scalp solutions where it's kind of like, all right, well, here you go. Here's the, here's the blueprint. We have a franchise model. Oh, and it also comes with products X, Y, Z, like getting the full system. So I, uh, to me was just like, how am I going to get the maximum amount of money out of this? Mm. Not just from doing the procedure, just like, how do I package this up into a nice deal and just push it off to, um, to someone else? Yeah, a hundred percent. So, uh, speaking about exit strategy. Um, in 2022, a private equity firm, one of the behind the one of the biggest and largest hair loss brands, they offered to buy Scalp Solution for eight figures, and you declined it. Yeah, yeah. talk to us about that, man. That's crazy. I mean, just uh, I'm so 2022. You know what? What year did you jump into the industry? So I got into the industry in 2017. 2017. So that's that's very recent so i mean you you were just you know barbering and you were trying to figure out entrepreneurship and whatnot and then within a few years you got a equity firm offering you eight figures for your business and you declined it talk to us about that man 
Yeah, and you know it's That's so crazy. crazy. Like, people now, and I'm pretty sure the listeners are gonna be like, "You're crazy. You did what?" Um, but it actually made sense because you know, with my team, and when I say my team, you know, my my lawyers and the people that that consult me, you know, financially, we already had numbers established once we started packaging mm. as a franchise. So you knew your number, what the potential was, and prior to having received that offer we were working we were trying to get a deal with uh two two celebrities that kind of wanted to just get themselves into a new business and they were going to leverage social media to put mm-hmm. us out there so we were going to give you know a 20 percent equity which was a high number but what they were willing you know what we were going to get on the receiving end we already did the numbers so we knew that although eight figure you know offers sounded great we did the numbers and it was well above nine if mm. it worked out correctly. So mm. it was a quick, it was a quick shutdown. So, you know, they wanted, um, they offered 10 million for scalp solutions. And again, you know, I was, I'm grateful that I, I learned uh, mm-hmm. early on. I did a mentorship with uh, Damon John and he taught me about um, trademark and how important it was. And if you really wanted to be respected as a business, you had to genuinely, like, you had to own it. You know, it had mm-hmm. to be yours. So the name Scalp Solutions alone was what they were really going after. And when they found out that it was, in fact, uh, a hair loss service and all the other stuff that I had in place, it was kind of like, oh, this is a gimme. Um, and we turned it down because, which was crazy because I knew this was, was going to happen, right? And I'm, I don't want to be ignorant here, but a part of me was like, they just saw the name Santiago and were like, nah, we're just going to offer him eight. Like, you know, he's going <laughs> to take, it. you know, like hey, this guy, hey, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. I, immediately, that's what I thought because I was just like, they're just looking at this. They saw Santiago and they were like, listen, mm-hmm. bro, this guy is he just going to take it. He gonna <laughs> take it. Um, and, and we didn't because, you know, my, my mentor told me, you know, 10, 10 mil is life changing money. And even mm-hmm. though that was the offer that they made us, I knew after taxes, X, Y, Z, it wasn't going to be that, that number anymore. And luckily, not luckily, like we already knew we wasn't going to accept it. But once we started doing the research on the company that, that hit us up, and this is an overseas company, they're from Japan, they have brought out a huge brand. Remember uh Hair Club for Men? Remember seeing the commercial Hair Club? I'm not only the president, mm-hmm. I'm also a client. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so that gentleman, his name is Cy Sterling, right? Um, rest in peace. He died maybe like about two years ago. He sold, they they purchased his company for 37 million, which is a right phenomenal number. 37 million. They turned around, put a little money behind it, and within four months sold it again for guess how much mm, don't 100, say 115 million wow so i found so they know it, they know what they're doing when they, they offered you that the, the 10 absolutely. they were trying to turn around and offer or sell it for 50 or something like or 80 absolutely. or easily now, could you imagine what i would have felt like knowing yeah. that it, you know if i allowed my my desperation and just mm-hmm. like going after that that dollar I would have, I would have been crushed. Cause then after when we started realizing like what's really holding value here right now is that name scalp mm-hmm. solutions. 
has absolutely not even the business. It's just the name is so broad and captures so much. The hair loss industry is a $43 billion industry. There's someone looking to put a product or service out there and it needs a good name and you have it and you own it. So I'm, I'm glad that I held on to it. And, you know, because of that is allowed me to negotiate, you know, better uh, partnerships and, and business deals within the, uh, the hair loss community. Know your value, know your worth and know your numbers. Very, very important. I mean, I love the fact that you were always crunching your numbers and you you probably you, you guys already knew what that number was. And so when there's opportunity that comes by, it's easy. It's an easy decision for you. Right. I'm sure there was probably like, OK, this is nice. Ten mil. But it was easy for you to say no because you knew what you wanted. You knew what the brand was worth. You knew what the what the company was worth. So, yeah, knowing your numbers is very important. Yeah, for sure. Because we what we had did was we looked at it like this. This is a service that not a lot of people It's not a household name right now. A hair transplant and wigs. Those are household name. Not many men or women that are suffering from hair loss have have an mm -hmm. idea of what scalp micropigmentation is. And in this country alone. Right. According to the Hair Loss Association, we're we're talking about 80 million men and women that are suffering from hair loss. And to get that number, these are the people that went to like a doctor and made some form, some informal inquiry for it. So there's probably another 30, 40 million that are experiencing hair loss that could mm. use this service. So what we did was now you take that number and you look at, all right, let's take a let's let's go small with it. Let's take about one percent of them. And if they say, you know what, I need scalp solutions and then. You multiply that by the potential, you know, three grand, thirty five hundred. And when you look at that number, you like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, and especially if you have something that's you have it packaged as a as a franchise where, you know, like if you're putting these out in every single state, like mm -hmm. you can get these numbers. So now you look at it and you're like, whoa, that's one point two billion. And now you have someone telling you, I'm going to give you ten million for that for a idea that I could take, right? Because now they have the funding for it. These guys got the money to make it happen and turn it into a multi-million dollar business. That's when you're like, oh, hold on. You you kind of like stick to your guns. Because let me tell you something. There, there are some days that I'm like, man, mm -hmm. having gone into other sectors of business now that I'm like, man, like even if I would have got two mil, like there's mm -hmm. so much that I could have done with these other businesses and still make right, right. that money back. But a part of me is like, you know what? I'm glad, you know, we, we stuck to the gun and you know what, man, no regrets, brother. No, no regrets. regrets. No regrets. No, I love that. So you, you spoke about some other businesses that you're into. So while you're growing this, uh, a brand to nine figures, 10 figures, you also have other businesses that you're focused on as well. You got a, a, tr a trucking company, logistics, um, you got the Hudson Valley teeth white. I mean, there's just some other businesses that you, you jumped into. Talk to us about like how you had the bandwidth and the time to, you know, spread yourself into other, other industries. And how so, were you able to do that? Listen, what, what ended up happening, brother, I, I got, you know, I, I started going after my dreams. Right. And I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And now you do one and then you start embracing the, mm. The fear, right? Uh, 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 not of failure, but of those lessons. And you're like, I want more. 
right? Mm-hmm. It becomes, I, I, I can't, I try to explain this so many times that people look at me like, bro, that just doesn't make sense. Like no one mm-hmm. should live wanting to experience a failure just so that they can say they've learned from it and mm-hmm. wanting to move on. But that's what legit happened to me. So I was like, listen, I, I got this going, I got this popping. Now let me try products. I tried the products and I was like, you know, I'm already like in the beauty service area. Let me keep it going. What are some things that directly correlate or transcend to, to the hair loss? So I'm like, all right, we could do some teeth whitening, right? Because, you know, you're going to come in here, look fresh, got a dope hairline. Yo, let's, let's you know, let's make that, let's make those mm-hmm. pearly whites look good too. Because, you know, yeah. you're out of here cheesing, like, let's fix that. So <laughs> it was able to, 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 to gravitate um, into that. And then I started thinking about, passive income so i'm like okay so right now i'm doing well but i'm trading my time mm-hmm. for money so you know you start listening to these these gurus and how they're like nah bro that's not how it works like that's cool and then you know i had my friend john paxton very successful man who told me he was like yo those numbers you putting up they're cute but you 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 know you you're exchanging your time mm-hmm. you know for that money and and that's not if, you, if you're works. not there if you're not there, you ain't going to make no money. Right. So he was like, you know, that that's not that's not how it works. You got to start thinking like the big boy. So I was kind of like in my head, I was like, man, this guy's disrespecting me. Like, yo, I'm busting my eyes. But this is how these, these this is how people think. And this is why they're as wealthy as they are. So I was like, you know what? I knew a little bit about the transportation and logistics business. So I said, I'm going to start a truck company. So I started buying, you know, I just started buying trucks. Um, putting them out there, took a little, uh, quick little course uh, to just fine tune myself from uh, Alex Burton. Shout out to Alex Burton. Um, and then I was like, all right, now I'm in the transportation and uh, and logistics business. And, you know, that started popping off. And, um, and then it was just like, yeah, man, this is it. And I mean, I still have other, I, mm-hmm. other ideas, but I'm at the point now where it's like I can't, um, I, I, I'm, I'm spread I'm spread too. I'm spread too thin. So it's like mm-hmm. you, know, you also get a little over yourself, and it's kind of like, yeah. all right, I need to start focusing because I'm losing. I'm starting to lose focus and lose tracks on on certain things. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm at right now where I'm at. I'm you know I'm content. Like I, I have yeah. other ideas that I'm like, man, I can make this pop off. But I just don't know if I have the actual time to even devote to like getting the progress going. A hundred percent. And so I'm curious, man. What's what's the most important investment lesson that you've learned over the previous years don't be scared to invest in yourself you have to invest in yourself like i i know you're probably thinking about like money wise like what it did but like you cannot be scared to invest into yourself and acquiring the knowledge like you you shouldn't because yeah it might be a, a nice you know big figure in the in the beginning but if you're gonna legit apply yourself and you have some passion for whatever industry or whatever career it is that you want, you're gonna make that money back tenfold. And a lot of, I feel like a lot of people are scared to invest into themselves to acquire the knowledge to to become or, or do whatever it is that they want. Mm, I love that. And uh, what, what's the talk to us about a recent failure? that you you just spoke about like the fear you want to fail you want to learn what's the recent failure or lesson that you learned and how did you overcome it you know i was in the office yesterday and i was listening to i had all your podcasts on track like i listened to all your stuff i, I i'm a supporter and 
I remember you asking this question to, I don't want to jack up her business, um, but she does the t-shirt uh, business, red hair. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, yes, you, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. You asked her that question and I was like, man, I got a good one. I was like, I hope he asks me this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he came ready. <laughs> I was like, because I, I, you know, I thought about it and I was like, do I want to put it out there? But I think for what you're doing with the platform to show mm -hmm. people listen you want to be ambitious you want to go out there but before i tell you what the failure is people need to understand that entrepreneurial uh entrepreneurship that that looks great on social media man mm. behind the scenes is nothing nice and you are gonna although i can make it sound real dope like it's not a failure it's a lesson sometimes those lessons hurt they hurt yeah they hurt hard so for me was my transportation and logistics business. Mm. I was like, you know what? I got the capital. Let me get in there. You buying these trucks, 30 grand, 60 grand. And when you understand and you know the business, it's kind of like, oh, this is good. Now I just got to buy the truck, set the business up. I got to get a driver, X, Y, Z. And then you start bringing partners on. And I, I just got, I, I got ahead of myself with mm. trying to help other people, bringing them on into the business and helping you know letting them take uh you know leadership responsibilities within the company and i started losing sight of it and mm. i ended up having to sell i had to sell uh, you know they ended up buying out my portion of the uh of the company but it was a very it was a very big loss and i attribute that to not focusing on one thing Mm. which is kind of contradictory right because we, we're talking about you got multiple businesses but i started learning that if you focus on too much and you don't got the too right people yeah. in place to help you out it's so easy for that to just like the the carpet to just get pulled right out from under you so like i i got rid of that and right now i'm just focusing 95% on scalp solutions mm -hmm. and hair loss industry and everything that I could do within that. And when it's time for that to be bought out, mm -hmm. I'll, come, I'll circle back around to the transportation uh, yeah. business. But that was, that was a big, that was a big chin tap for me, brother. Mm -hmm. like, I was like, mm -hmm. damn, man, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. But it, again, it was, it was a lesson, a very hard one, an incredibly expensive one, but it helped regroup me into like, look, bro, just because you're doing your thing and you understand business, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can just go and run five or six businesses. Again, mm -hmm. sounds dope on social media when these dudes mm -hmm. talk about that they're running right. eight, nine, 12, 15 businesses. I wasn't able to, I, I, I couldn't manage it. No, yeah. And I mean, look, people on social, you can create and be whoever you want on social. So you can say all oh, 10 of these businesses are making nine figures. Nobody knows how much or what they're really doing. They could all be technically failing, right? Uh, but no, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And like you said, once you jump back into it, you have that knowledge that you can apply and you can avoid those um, failures. You can avoid those challenges, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't regret it. I'm glad I did it earlier on. Um, and, and it wasn't something that happened later on in mm -hmm. life because now I know how to, how I'm going to attack it, you know, the next time around.
Yeah. All right. So let me ask you something that I haven't asked somebody on the podcast yet. Um, at this stage in David's life, at this stage in your life, what is the best thing that you could want for yourself? The best thing that I could want for myself? Happiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Happiness. Talk about it. Talk about it. Happiness. Um, I, I think we get so caught up and and I say this as a you know, Latinos, we are incredibly ambitious and we mm -hmm. see a lot and we want it. And we always like, you know, why this person has it, why I can't get it. And we, we, we go so hard trying to chase something that we think is success, not realizing that you can have all the money that there is and, and not live a fruitful, happy life. And I spent a lot of time, I spent, um, a lot of time doing what I thought was the right thing to become mm -hmm. successful. And I compromised and I sacrificed a lot. And a lot of it was not focusing on myself, doing things that I genuinely needed, like some downtime to myself, maybe go smoke cigar, enjoy life, mm -hmm. go for a walk, stuff like that. So like now that's something that I really try to capture where it's like, listen, money's great. It doesn't have to be everything. And even that itself, sometimes it's contradictory because they say people that talk like that are people that don't have money. And I mm -hmm. get it. I understand what mm -hmm. they mean. But you also have to make some time for yourself to like really sit back and go, yo, am I happy? Did I accomplish what I wanted? Am I doing this for me or am I doing this so that other people could just look at me and feel about me a certain way? So like that's what I'm on now. I just want to be happy. I got my kids. I just want to be able to chill with them and not and and not really worry about like all the other stuff that's going on. It's incredibly difficult, but that's what I'm trying to strive for right now. No, I love that. And we can start wrapping this thing up. And uh, listen, David, thank you, you know, for sharing everything. Thank you for being transparent. And, you know, happiness is it's something that I, I think we take for granted. We talk, we spoke about it at the beginning of the podcast episode, right? Like we were so used to just grinding, hustling, going through the day. And we often forget to take a step back and enjoy the fruits of our labor, enjoy our kids, enjoy our family, take those trips or whatever the case is. We take that for granted. And even Latinos, we're very much the type of people that would put other people first before we put ourselves first. Yeah. For sure. And we got to get back to, you know, I get it. I Having families and whatnot, having kids. But there's got to be moments in your life where you put your happiness first and you put you first and you put what you want to do with your life before other people. Right. Because if you're not the best version of yourself, how do you expect to pour into other people when your cup is halfway full? Yeah, for sure, man. And your energy, your energy is everything, man. If you don't have that, there's no way you can be successful um, at uh, anything and i think that's mm -hmm. just at the basic surface level form right there you absolutely need that and like i said i know it sounds like cliche but brother once you start going down that that road and then you realize like yo this is what i need it starts making mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. 100 percent. last question i'll ask you and you you probably know what the question is uh i always ask my guests who is one person that needs to be on the latin wealth podcast yeah, for sure. Um, I got a couple, but if I had to go in order, I'm gonna give you that one. I would say Jose Rodriguez, the uh the credit dude. Um, he uh 
I have used his services. He's a fuck. Ooh, excuse my language. He's an go ahead. Yeah, he yeah. is an incredible wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, how to hack these credit cards. Um, your your I've credit. Been trying card. to make that happen. So I, yeah, yeah. You been okay? Yeah, man. He would he would be clutch, man. Like I, I I've used his services. Definitely helped me out. Um, I mean, I went from having decent credit to amazing credit and learning how to leverage my business credit to put some mm -hmm. of some things under my business credit and and it was all um because of him i think he will be a a, a great uh guest on your show and it'll be good for for us for the mm -hmm. for the culture for the community yeah a hundred percent no no definitely been trying to get him on so we got to make that happen a hundred percent uh man once again thank you for jumping on the podcast thank you for your time thank you for being transparent and also thank you for being supportive you know one thing i'll say about david is he's always doing the little things to support us whether it's liking resharing commenting um you know he's he's reaching out like how can i help you how can i serve and you know from the conversation we've had over the phone just a phenomenal uh, person and I, I hope we continue to build this this brotherhood and um yeah I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of ideas i have a lot of ideas and you know you know one day i'd love to to bring our ideas together collaborate and you know help the culture out help the community out yeah for sure like i said brother i love what you're doing i think it's important for us as a community as a culture we definitely need to to see you know representation is is mm -hmm. key and um you know there's a lot of Latinos out there that we don't realize, but there there are some of us out there that we're out there, we're getting it, we're getting to the yeah. back. And I know that you need to see us doing it yeah. for you to get yeah. that drive. And you, with a platform like this, putting us on, that definitely helps and it serves its purpose. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to help however yeah. way. But like you said, we're going to, you know, we'll talk offline, figure out yeah. how we could keep servicing our people. Yeah, yeah, getting to the bad and getting to the bad morally and ethically is huge right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just getting getting the right people on, getting quality people on, so we we can make sure that the people that are listening, they're comfortable with you know the information and they can trust the people that we bring on. So that's that's huge for us as well. Absolutely, I love it, brother. I can't wait to see what you what you do with the platform. Yeah, hundred percent. With that being said, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? We're going to link everything in the description of this podcast, but go ahead and talk to the people and let them know where they can find you. So my website is www.scalpsolutionsny.com. That is if you are a man or a woman experiencing hair loss and you, mm -hmm. need get, you need to get laced up, fixed up, come check me out. Stop in. We offer free consultations and hairline simulations. If you're wondering what you would look like with the service, you can reach me on social media, on Instagram. That's uh, Scalp Solutions NY. And if you want to send me an email, it's info at scalpsolutionsny.com. Yep. And I'll link all that in the description of this podcast. One other quick shout out to David. Thank you for showing up uh, with the quality microphone, the camera and the whole nine, because, bro, I've had some people on that <laughs> just like hop on the Zoom while they outside and their kids is running around. And I'm like, I'm going through the episode. I'm like, yeah, I'm not putting this out. There ain't I no way I'm putting this, this out. I can't use this. I can't. Use I'm like, I ain't gonna lie. I just he just wasted my time. I just wasted his time because I'm not putting this out. This is terrible. So thank you for showing up. You know what I'm saying? Sure, my brother. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, you guys know where to find us at Latin Wealth on all platforms. And it's your boy Chris. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.